0: Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask the Whitewater Kayak Podcast. My name's Seth Ashworth, and just before we get into an interesting podcast this week, I wanted to give a couple of quick housekeeping announcements. As always, big shout out thank you to the people who support this podcast on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform where you can chip in a couple of dollars every month and help this podcast keep running. Uh, you also get the benefit of getting to hear it before it's uh, on general release, which sometimes can be many weeks before it comes out and sometimes just a couple. Um, I couldn't do it without them. And if you want to be a part of that community of supporters who keeps the the show running, um, you can go check that out at patreon.com slash Seth Ashworth. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have for this week. Um, yeah, Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought To Ask, the Whitewater Kayak Podcast. My name is Seth Ashworth, and this week I'm joined with um, what I would describe as a whitewater kayaking OG, Anna Levesque. Uh Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Seth. I appreciate you having me.
0: Um, I would do a horrible job describing your role in uh, paddle sports and your paddle sports career. Would you like to run everyone through your like your Tinder bio? <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, Um, I've been paddling for 27 years. Started out working in the kitchen of a rafting company on the Rouge River in Quebec, and from there, fell in love with kayaking and started kayaking all the time. Started raft guiding to support my kayaking habit. Eventually made the Canadian freestyle team. Was on the team for several years. Uh, Was a bronze medalist at the 2001 World Freestyle championships, had several, you know, top finishes in freestyle kayaking and extreme racing. And then I produced the first instructional DVD for women in whitewater called Girls at Play. And that launched me into um, several years of empowering women in whitewater. And that also flourished into um, my, so I ran Girls at Play for several years, and, and now I've transitioned it to mind-body paddle because approaching um, paddling and life in a holistic manner has always been important to me as well as mindset. So I'm also a yoga teacher um, and, and uh, a, health ca- a health coach. I teach stand-up paddleboarding as well. So now I would describe what I do as creating empowering experiences that help women um, cultivate courage and confidence through mind body and adventure
0: that is a I think that would be too long for Tinder but I think that's a great uh, way to introduce <laughs> yeah. kind of your career and I I would say um, to me like I always associate you with girls of plagues I remember seeing that DVD back um, sure. like, back in the day and yeah. Anyway, so you're the perfect person I want to talk to you about this. One of the main uh, things that keeps me awake at night or that my mind wanders to when my mind is wandering is how uh, to save whitewater kayaking. So I'm, I'm concerned that our, our world, our industry is dying off uh, because of decreasing participation. And I want to talk about how we're going to increase participation. And it seems like your speciality would be how we can increase the participation of female kayakers, Um, what's, what do you think has been effective? What, what do you notice? Like, do you agree with my point of view that, um, we're in dire straits? Do you think we're on the up and up? Uh, what's your, what's your hot take?
1: Yeah. Well, Seth, what you're talking about is not new. So like I said, I've been palling for 27 years and I feel like this exact conversation has been replaying right every so often throughout the entire time. Um, you know, white water is a niche. It's niche because it is intimidating. And you know, the the reality of it is 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 people are afraid of it because they're afraid of drowning. I mean, let's just yep. cut to the chase. Okay? I mean that's
0: logical, so, though, right? It's yeah. You can see how people would think that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so and so Coming at it from that perspective, knowing that it is not, um, that m- perhaps most people, not everyone is adventure-minded, right? And and so growing a sport that looks intimidating, right, requires us, if we really want to grow it and have more folks join, requires us to meet people where they're at. Yep. Okay. So... What that requires is allowing people to show up how they are. And I don't feel like Whitewater has always done that to the best of its ability, or like, I don't feel like the Whitewater industry meets people where they're at all the time. Okay, there are for sure effective instructors in the industry, um, but there's also a lot of in my experience there's a lot of uh in certain uh you know in certain realms of the sport of you have don't, to look don't a mince words here Anna.
0: this is not no a no post- no well i'm i was
1: trying word. to like segment like i was trying to find the right word i wasn't trying don't worry i wasn't right. trying to like don't hold, censor don't, myself. You have to
0: hold back here like uh <laughs> you know, we, i want your honest opinion and everyone listening wants to know how we can save white whitewoods packing
1: yeah um, well like you know th- the deal is is that there's a lot of you know yeah in certain segments you know you need to look a certain way you need to act a certain way because that's what's shown in the media right and that's how folks talk and that's how um you know if it's it so when someone shows up there's there's a culture in my experience and I was a raft guide for a long time too of Calling people who are not in your circle, whether it's punters or you know, making degrading comments or like making fun of folks who you know you know are wearing pro tech helmets or whatever. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and even though you think you're doing that within your subset group, like it's pretty obvious. You someone doesn't have to hear your words to know what you're communicating to them okay so you communicate with body language with like group dynamics um you know if someone rolls up to a put-in who's new or taking instruction if we all treated them like you know as because you know what they are the people who are going to save the industry because they are the ones that are going to buy stuff right yep. they're going to buy the gear. And so if they don't feel comfortable because the bros and the bras are, like, being too cool for school, you know what I mean? Uh, then it's, it's, it's not really welcoming, right? Like, why would they continue to invest in that? Investing in their own alienation, essentially.
0: <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up where you're coming from. Um, I hadn't considered that was a barrier to entry before, that there was a, a bro, bra, um, you know, like parking lot mindset. Uh, and I could definitely see how that would be a barrier to entry. Do you think that's a common thing or do you think that it varies by, uh, by kind of location to location?
1: I think it's pretty common. I mean... It for sure varies from location to location and group to group, right? I'm not saying that all kayakers are like this by any means. Okay. And, or that all put-ins and takeouts. It's just something to be aware of. I'm, I'm a very self-reflective person, I think, cause I like to learn. Um, and I think sometimes it's just good to look at our own behavior and ask ourselves, how are we leaving other people? Meaning in any of our interactions with others, how are they leaving the interaction? Are they leaving it feeling empowered or are they leaving it feeling disempowered?
0: Right? Mm, interesting. And I
1: think that the, I think that whitewater kayakers and the whitewater industry in general, whether it's media, boat companies, you know manufacturers, um, could do a better job at leaving new or people who are interested in whitewater kayaking more empowered? Right? Okay so. So, of course, we, we love all of the media about pushing the limits. Like, I really do. Like, all of the amazing waterfalls and super cool tricks, like, they're awesome to see and watch. And I think that that's a really important aspect, right, of our sport, of any sport, to see the people who are pushing the limits and the amazing things that they're doing. And, you know, it's also important to balance that with other, other stuff, Right like, instructional articles and um, images of people just having fun. You know, like, that's what the ski industry does really well. The ski industry isn't just about skiing, right, yep. skiing the Gnar. There's so many photos about families having fun at the ski resort, smiles. I mean, anyone who runs their own business knows, like, there's so many marketing books out there that how to sell your – program or your service is, is not necessarily to have random photos of your service, but to have people smiling, doing what you do, you know, or experiencing what you're doing. And so having more of that. And honestly, like I said, this isn't, I feel like it's an old conversation that keeps coming up. There's nothing new in what I'm saying. And I do feel like uh, we're doing a much better job now in the industry as we did before. I think that, Um, for women, especially the being able to show up just as you are is really important. And if, you know, who are the folks that are going to uh, that have the cash flow? I mean, I know we're in an unprecedented times right now with COVID-19 and all that. Traditionally, though, who has had like the cash flow to be able to take instruction and buy gear that's you know your middle-aged folks
0: yeah right? they're definitely the the bulk of the bulk of those people who can invest in in whitewater are are in that bracket
1: yeah for sure most of my clients are 40 plus and i love that i'm very proud of that you know uh a few one of my, uh i think it was a couple of years ago a fellow professional uh kayaker who's younger than me that helps me out with some classes you know she said oh, it's just that you know, the younger women, like, they just think your stuff is so old. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> like, y- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being having longevity in this industry, being able to make my living in this industry, right? And, um, which is not, an easy, welcoming- not
0: an easy thing to do, uh, in these days,
1: right? A- and welcoming, welcoming folks who have a true interest and passion that whitewater you know for me and my clients whitewater is a metaphor for life it's a metaphor it it is like whitewater kayaking is one of the best activities for cultivating courage of anything
0: on Uh, this planet (laughs) that's something i've definitely seen like teaching like kids and like young children it's very interesting to see their personalities change from day one to day five once they've uh you know been down some easy white water and they're suddenly like oh man I can do anything um sure. what so you said that you feel like you've had this conversation on a like a cyclical basis <laughs> for your entire um your entire kayak career what uh, do you think has been the outcome or what have you been saying or, or advice you've been taking or trying to take on board uh, in the last cycles of this conversation
1: well, to be honest, what I s- started doing, so I used to push back a lot. I used to be re- a lot more judgmental and opinionated about like, how I felt about this subject and felt like I was doing things right and other people were doing things wrong. And um, I got a lot of criticism, actually, for what I do from both women and men. Um, and at what? one point, what's that? Why? Why? Um, I've been called soft.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, like you can't teach that it's okay to cry on the river. That's a big criticism. Like to me, crying is okay. just, a, it's just, it's just like water coming out of your eyes. Yeah, just like I anything mean... else. It's like you get to choose what it means. To me, it's just someone having a breakdown. And if you actually have skills to assist them through that, they actually come out the other side a lot more empowered right
0: yep for sure so um
1: so i've gotten that kind of pushback you know especially in the beginning and, and also pushback you know i've <laughs> i've never been a big fan and this this doesn't exist so much in the industry as far as i'm concerned anymore but back in the early 2000s in the heyday it was the same thing as Actually, Beth Roden, a climber, just ha- p- published an article in Outside Magazine about body image for women, about how she struggled with that, because she, as a professional climber, was always asked to take her shirt off, you know, and suck in her belly for photos, and that was never asked of her then-husband, Tommy Caldwell, who's also a huge climber, mm-hmm. right? And I, that kind of thing was also happening in the whitewater world. You know, there's, uh, that's what I mean, like, looking a certain way, right? Um, using you know judging women on how they look how hot or not hot they are based on like 20 male 20 somethings vision of what's hot kind of thing you know what i mean yeah um that kind of stuff is very discouraging for women um you know in on many different levels uh you know also back in the day there was a i experienced you know sexism and misogyny and 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 all that, you know, you know, women are judged harsher when they crash. I think that's still happening um, than men do, than men get judged. Um, And so to answer your question, all of that, right? So I grappled with all of that and it made me really angry. And then I just started, I I actually for a while was like, I'm not going to really be involved in like the white water industry, as far as media and stuff. And I'm going to focus on what I do well, which is empowering women. Right. And what I would tell, I've had conversations with some of the professional paddlers, women paddlers who didn't necessarily agree with how I do things. And what I said to them is, look, as long as I have clients and women coming to me, and they get benefit out of it, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing because that Mm -hmm. tells me that my my approach is valuable. It's not valuable for everyone and that's that's fine, right? Um, And so I started focusing on what I do do well and I kind of, and I stopped just pushing back and I've found I'm much more effective. I've been able to impact a lot more people And so I think to answer your question, you know, we each have a unique gift that we can offer. And I think that there should be room for all of those gifts in any, in whatever industry. So in Whitewater, for instance, and, uh, I think that it's important to not, um, get angry and push back. I think it's important to take your gifts and run with them. And that's what I've been doing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really agree with that more. I think you're, you know, when people have a problem, it's really they have a problem, not them problem with someone else. You know, it's like it's their problem. Right. Um, yeah. That being said, what are some things that we can do um, together, both both men and women, uh, or you know, whatever gender? What what can we all do? Is there anything you could put your finger on to say there is one or two or three or five things we can all do that would help improve? participation in Whitewoods kayaking because it's already a small niche and I mm-hmm. am growingly concerned that as like companies get bought out and and yeah uh you know the the things shift especially in this like in a in a post COVID-19 world like I'm very concerned that you know we're maybe gonna have to start making all our own gear again soon and I don't want to <laughs> do that cause it's like a lot of work
1: yeah. that like, I just want to go kayaking you know? Like, I know I don't I
0: don't have the <laughs> skills all the time
1: yeah, I feel you. Um, okay, one is let's become aware of our language around whitewater and uh, and inviting others into into whitewater. Um, by language, I mean just just being aware of how we're talking about it. If you're always telling your biggest, baddest horror stories <laughs> to everyone, you know. Is that, what kind of impact is that having? Again, let's be aware of the impact that our language, that how we're talking about water is having, or uh, talking about whitewater kayaking is having on the rest of the community. Is it inviting, right? If you're talking about the NAR all the time, it's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't tell stories, right? Just become aware of like, who you're telling that to, and what are you trying to communicate? Because a lot of those stories come from a place of ego, right? Wanting to sound really awesome, wanting to be badass, you know? And, like, is that the most important thing? If we really, for those people who, quote, unquote, really want to save whitewater, you know, you being a badass is not going to do it, right? so that's yeah for sure.
0: it's, it's 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 a collective effort i don't i don't dispute i don't dispute yeah. that
1: and then number two um would be like encourage instruction yep encourage instruction you know i think that there's a mindset still in the whitewater kayaking community that instruction is not valuable like okay uh I, you should be able to learn from your buddies and then after class three you're good to go if you're a class four boater you have nothing left to learn and that's just bs really
0: oh yeah um, like I, I, think... I have had incre- like i don't know if you watch uh, ben mar's um instagram channel but the last few weeks he's been doing all these uh lives, lives. with a bunch of different uh, people just he talks about a lot of PS sometimes but a lot on just forward paddling and mm-hmm. it is so, like I listen to everyone cause he t- he does them in the front of our house. So I know when he's going to do them. And, <laughs> nice. uh, and I'm like, okay, who are you talking to? And then he's like, okay. And I'm like, Hey, how much is going to be about forward paddling? And if it's more than 10%, I'm like, yeah, I want to listen. Cause like, there'll yeah. be some good takeaway, you know? And I don't, every, no matter how good you are at kayaking, there's always something else you can get better at. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. that's but yeah, awesome.
0: I, I do think that, um, do you think that, learning from your buddies and then after you get to a certain point is do you think that's just a north american attitude that europeans don't have because they have like a better like more entrenched club system or do you think this is uh, systemic in globally
1: well i can't speak to that because i'm not as familiar i will say that it does seem like the there is more instruction in europe and that's great i think I think it, it's very insidious here in the U.S. and esp- and where I live in the southeast of the U.S., especially. Um, and I think that uh, I would love to see more people embrace instruction. And and in the beginning, right, building a strong foundation is key. The other thing I would say is is uh, and this goes back to like men, women but I would say to all the men out there stop trying to teach your girlfriends wives like put them in instruction
0: <laughs> I, I could you know? not risk you more, a hundred percent like that I don't really teach work as a kayaking instructor anymore but when I did there was like that'd be one or two people in my class every week like well my boyfriend tried to teach me to kayaking <laughs> and I'd like you're like have to unfix a lot of those mistakes it's, <laughs>
1: And it's a lot more work than if
0: I just started it. Like, my boyfriend's interested in kayaking. I'm interested in it too, but I want to learn on my own. That, you know, it will be a much better place to start from.
1: For sure. And I, you know, it's funny that I I recommend this because uh, I'm in business because of all those men who are trying (laughs) trying to teach their girlfriends and wives (laughs) too. But I think it's it's important to just
0: stop. And I, I think it's it's interesting that people will like put their kids in a kayak camp like without a second thought about it. But when it comes right. to them going to class, it's like, oh, no way. Um, whereas if <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, when I look at a new, if I want to get into a new, um, you know, skill or uh, activity, one of the first things I'll do is like, okay, how can I fast track this with someone who's much better than me? Um, right. How to do it, you know? And there are times Absolutely. when I don't, there are times when I'm just like, stubborn or hard-headed about something I usually don't make you know an inroad into it
1: right yep absolutely
0: like I was in uh I did just this kayaking of trip in Sumatra before uh, Christmas and I had a week and I was like oh I'm gonna go to Bali and like teach myself to surf I did not make any inroad in teaching <laughs> myself to surf it was like this... and looking at myself now like why don't you just like go pay somebody to tell you how to do that you're out right. there in the ocean a moron like swimming around getting other people's way like ugh. but yeah. you know at the time I couldn't see that and now that I detach and look at myself and go obviously you don't know anything about that like you're an idiot
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's true hindsight is twenty twenty.
0: hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> so we've got uh, be more considerate of your language and yep. uh, encourage instruction which is something that I, I encourage highly is there anything else you think that we can all do collectively um, to help increase participation?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say build community. Yes. You know, build community, whether that's online, you know, um, or offline. Go talk to people you don't know that aren't like that you see at the put in that maybe aren't in your group. Go say, hey, at least smile, you know, be friendly. Um, same thing out on the water. Like, I feel like, you know, one place that's really awesome like that is the Ottawa, for it, sure.
0: You yeah, know? Yes.
1: Yeah, the Ottawa is just so friendly and people are so stoked to be out there. And that's what makes people want to kayak is being stoked um, and, and building. And, and the last thing I would say is less judgment, right? So yes. class fun. Again, it's about setting your ego aside. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that people who are at the top of the sport chasing the class five and like they should do that because that is their passion and that is their gift. Absolutely. You know, that doesn't mean that it, other people who are not doing that don't have value and don't add value to the sport, you know. So, again, coming back to, uh, you know, find the gem in everyone and what they're offering.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think as uh, I think everyone in, in those top level people would agree that like everyone in the sport by being in the sport is valuable because we, none of us would be doing it without everyone else. Right. Yeah, for
1: sure. For so.
0: sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm definitely not saying that those top people have that attitude. I'm it, it's just a, an awareness for all of us. Right. I actually think that it's not the, necessarily the top people it's, in my experience as a competitor, um, when I was competing, it was always the folks who had something to prove that um, like, that were the least friendly and the most judgmental, whereas the people who were at the top and had nothing to prove because they were really following their passion for real and felt confident in their skill were the most friendly.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down here. I want to pivot away or like <laughs> yeah. kind of not away, but like a side, a side tangent of this questioning. Um, sure. obviously majority of kayakers are men. Um, your whole career is a lot about improving, um, empowering women and, and increasing participation by, uh, by women in kayaking. Is that something, is there something that, uh, men can do to increase that? Or is that something that can only be furthered by other female kayakers?
1: Uh, no, I think that uh, we can all encourage each other and I again I think it's it's having an awareness that that okay first before I answer this question, I realize that there's a gender spectrum. I just want to address that okay we're talking in generalities right now about men yes. and women, but there's a there's a big spectrum. Having said that, in general there are some similarities okay um, and there's some science behind. Like, for instance, that women have a different stress response than men because we have different hormones circulating in our bodies, different levels of hormones. Okay, and that is something that's really important to be aware of. And what men can do is grow their awareness of these biological, physiological differences that also because our bodies and minds are connected, they create differences in the mind as well and how we approach stress. Okay. And, um, and, you know, even without separating it out by the genders, just remembering that not everyone is like you (laughs) and having space, having space uh, to uh, not expect others to be like you or to approach something like you. I think that's the biggest thing, right? That you might think that crying on the river is quote unquote weak or whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean it's the truth, right? We have this idea that what we believe is the truth, you know, our perspective is just one perspective and there's 7 billion people on the planet, right? So there are as many perspectives as there are people and having some empathy and compassion and room to see that, um, That someone that you might be judging as struggling may just have something else going on, right? And what about, just ask them, hey, how's it going? What's going on with you? When you ask them, though, you have to be willing to really listen and be present with them and not keep layering on top your own judgment and your own view of how you think the world should be if you can be really present with the person and get for real what they're going through, right. Then we can make the sport more welcoming for everyone, regardless of whether you're man, woman, right. Kids, same thing. Uh, it's really obvious, right? No one would expect kid, uh, you know, kids. We don't teach kids the same way we teach adults. Right. And there's differences also between men and women. And like I said, there are studies that show that our stress responses are different. And um, more importantly, our society has been set up to treat women a certain way. And even though studies show that there's actually not a baseline difference between actual confidence between men and women, that throughout our lives, women um, are not the structures and the feedback loops that we get are different than the feedback loops that men get. And that eventually erodes our confidence over time
0: so tactical so just to summarize here uh tactical changes that more men can make to help increase that female participation base is
1: listen without putting your own stuff on top yes ask questions without putting your own stuff on top and be open to that other people's experiences are different than yours.
0: Excellent. I think that's tactical advice that, um, mm. that I definitely appreciate. I often feel like I don't know always how to approach um, every single situation and how to uh, welcome more people. Well, I've got a pretty good idea, actually, but I think other people listening um, uh, don't have an idea at all. And I think I personally would just like to improve uh, my, my ideas and and maybe look at them from an external point of view and think about what I can do to be better, to improve, to get more people kind of hyped on on whitewater because I think it's really awesome and I would like if more people could share in that, uh, whatever their gender is. Um, but I think that this is really good. We're getting down some really good distilled tactical information here. Those people can can execute on, and that's mm. that's the key here. I think that's the takeaway. Maybe. I don't know how I'll express to people they've got to listen half an hour in to get to the important takeaway, but I guess I'll just have to find out. Hopefully, someone can recommend it.
1: Yeah, well, I think you can. You can
0: tell them. You can tell them. You're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you think there's any other good tactical things that we can execute on that can help uh, help improve participation and help? I want it to be so that in five years' time that we don't. You're not in this cycle again, where someone else is calling you to do a podcast because they're worried about the future of whitewater kayaking.
1: Yeah. You know, the biggest execution thing Seth, is self-awareness. Like check yourself. Just ask yourself questions. How am I being right? Am I actually promoting the sport? How is someone on the outside doing this? Am I being friendly? Is this the way I'm portraying this? Is it actually inviting to someone who's not as adventurous as me? Self-awareness is like the biggest power that you'll ever have, any of us, you know, for doing anything in our lives.
0: It's interesting you say that. I was uh, I did another podcast. Uh, it's going to come out before this one, but it hasn't come out yet in the time we're recording this, but it's kind of funny to talk about time. Anyway, the last podcast I did before this one, I uh, was with Ben Mar, we were talking about managing fear and we talked about self-awareness, but in, a, uh, in actually a very similar vein to how we're talking about it right now. And it's interesting that that seems to be becoming a theme in, uh, in some of these podcasts here, although not always using the same exact language, but al- almost always the same ability to detach and look at what you're doing uh, to get to the outcome you're trying to get to. That's right. Because
1: most of our suffering as humans comes from us living out of the story that we tell ourselves about what's happening it's not actually what's happening so
0: okay last question this is kind of a just a just a fun one um because i know it'll make you giggle uh when i interviewed noria newman um on the second or third podcast i ever did um she mentioned off the cuff that she thought um pink kayaks and all pink gear was cheesy uh yeah what do you think about that
1: Uh, I'm not a big fan of like the all pink stuff personally, but I think it's a personal choice. I actually see a lot more guys with pink boats, to be honest. Yeah, Dane
0: rocks it. Dane really (laughs) rocks. Yeah,
1: I mean, which I think is great. It, you know, I I do agree with like at first it was all like pink it and shrink it. That's what still the outdoor industry is doing. Oh, this is a women's boat, or this is a women's whatever. Um, And luckily, I think that they're more and more women are speaking up and, and that's changing, but you know what? I don't have an aversion to it because I, I believe again in equanimity. Here's my yoga teacher, right? We shouldn't be grasping for the good and we shouldn't have aversion to the bad, you know? So try and stay in that center place. If people love pink, more power to them.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I okay good I, that's a, kind of all I wanted to say on that one I don't really have anything else to add to this discussion and I think people are going to have some good takeaways here for um, how we can all work together to improve participation uh, I think you've given some really good viewpoints that I'm really hyped on is there anything else you want to add before we close it out no
1: um, except if anyone's more interested in what uh, I'm doing you can visit mindbodypaddle.com
0: and do you have Instagram or Facebook or any yep. of those things?
1: Yep, Instagram is Anna C Levesque. and on Facebook Anna Levesque.
0: Pretty easy to find. And does yeah. Mind Body Paddle have its own thing, or is that separate or is it? All it one does. Um, I'm
1: more active on my personal page, though. Mind Body okay. Paddle, you can search that as
0: well. Mind Body Paddle Anna Levesque on all the yeah. all the platforms. Well, this has been questions never thought to ask the Whitewater Kayak podcast. I will see you in a, or you'll hear me in a future recording in a few weeks time. Peace.